Corinthians, the fifth chapter and the 17th verse, and they'll go ahead and bring the lights up so we can see. Um, I want to use the Amplified Bible today. Uh, just, I like the way uh, uh, these verses come out in the Amplified. Uh, just make it more clear to us what we want to talk about. Notice 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah... Now, how many in here, you've, you've been born again? You've, you, you've been saved. You, you've given your heart to the Lord Jesus. Then you've been engrafted into Christ the Messiah. And it, 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 Notice, therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ... He is a new creation. Isn't that, I mean, that's good. We should never lose sight of the fact that we're new creations, a new creature altogether. I'm glad I'm a new creature altogether. I didn't like that old creature that I was before. You know, before I, I cheated at old maid, you know? I was an old maid cheater. I cheated at old maid. I'd cheat you when I was a kid before I got saved. I'd cheat you. I'd cheat my own grandmother. But isn't it good to know we can become new in Christ? The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. That's good. Behold, now look at this, the fresh and the new has come. The fresh and the new has come. I don't know about you, but I like fresh things and new things. I really do. I like fresh things and new things. The fresh... And the new has come. And I want to talk to you today about the fresh and the new. How many of you like fresh things and new things? And, of course, when we gave our hearts to Jesus, we became fresh and new. And that's good. But has anybody ever discovered besides me that this world can wear us out and beat us down? How many has ever been worn out and beat down besides me? How many's worn out and beat down now a little bit? So I've got some people raising their feet in both hands. And, well, you know, when we get saved, become a Christian, we become fresh and new, but we have to live in this world, and it can beat us down and wear us out. And we have to remember that Jesus, he, he, He's with us, and He has a ministry that a lot of people don't understand or realize but he has a ministry or a service to us that he provides that's called a refreshment service. A refreshment service. And Jesus will refresh us. It's one of the things he does. And we need to be aware of that or we can't take advantage of it. You understand? I mean, if you had a million dollars in the bank and you didn't know about it, that money wouldn't do you any good, would it? I mean, it's there, it's yours, but you don't know about it. You can't take advantage of it. Well, Jesus, he is a refresher. He has a ministry to the body of Christ. It's a refreshment ministry. Yeah, we became fresh and new when we got saved, but this world beat you down and people beat you down and people do things to you and say things about you and all that, you know, and beat you down. And, and, and in those times, we can, get, we can lose that newness and that freshness. We need to realize that Jesus has a refreshment service that we can go to and take advantage of. 
And so I just want to make you aware of that today. Psalms 23, verse 1, again in the Amplified. Let's go there. Psalms 23, verse 1. And, you know, most of you are familiar with this psalm. This usually gets read at funerals, but you know this psalm isn't for the funeral home. It's for us here today. You understand? It, it, it's a, this is not a psalm for the dead. This is a psalm for the living. And notice what the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in, in what? In fresh, tender, green pastures. Well, that's good. He leads me beside the what? The still and restful waters. He does what? He refreshes and restores my life. And, and one version says he does that to your soul, your soul, your mind. See, Jesus has a refreshment service, and we need to be aware of that. We need to take advantage of it. Now, notice in, you say, well, how do I take advantage of it? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Let's go to Matthew 11:28. Matthew 11:28, and let's see how we take advantage of Jesus' refreshment service. Again, how many... Of you could use some refreshing in here today, okay? Well, look, notice, he says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he tells us what to do. He says, come to me. Come to me. I'd underline that because that's how you take advantage of his refreshment service. You come to him. You come to him. Real loud say, come to him. Come to him. Yeah, come to him. Notice, come to him. Come to me, Jesus says, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. Now, how many of you qualify for one of those? Labor, heavy laden, or overburdened? Does anybody, does anybody fit that bill? Well, if you're laboring, heavy laden, overburdened, Jesus said, come to me. Come to me and notice what he will do. I will cause you to what? To... To rest. I will cause you to rest. How do you take advantage of his refreshment service? You come to him and he'll cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and what? And what? And what? Refresh your souls. Now, that, I mean, that's what the 23rd Psalm said. And now he says it again. Come to me, all you who labor heavy laden, overburdened, I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. How do you take advantage of that? You just come to him. You just come to him. Now look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now, notice, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now to take... Take my yoke upon you. Actually, we could say it like this. Come under his leading and guidance. Come under his leading and guidance. Come under his leading and guidance and learn of me. Well, like this morning, I've taught you something here about Jesus, that he has a refreshment service. Learn of me, see? You come to him, come under his leading and guidance and learn of him. And then he says, I'm gentle meek and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and what? Refreshment. Refreshment. 
and recreation and blessed quiet. How many of you like some blessed quiet? For you'll find that for your souls. Boy, I like that. Take my yoke upon you. What does that mean? Come under his leading and guidance. Learn of him. Get into the Bible. Learn about him. Sit under good teaching and preaching and learn of him. And notice what you'll find. You'll find rest, relief and ease and refreshment, and blessed quiet for your souls. That's, good. That's a good deal. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. How do you take advantage of Jesus' refreshment service? It's very simple. You come to Him, you submit yourself to Him, to His guidance, to His leadership, and you learn of Him. And as you do that, He will refresh you. You see, one reason I believe that God wants us to attend church on a weekly basis is so that His presence can refresh us from the last week and get us ready for the upcoming week. Now, I want, you to, I want you to listen to that because people have asked me over the years, they say, Pastor, why do we need to come to church? You know, uh, I mean, I know God says to, to do it. Well, you know what? That's good enough reason right there, just, you know, if that's just to obey Him. But, you know, you know, God's always thinking about us and how He can bless us. And I believe one reason God wants us to attend church on a weekly basis is so that His presence can refresh us from the the past week where we've been beaten down and can get us ready and charged up to go through the next week. Notice in Acts 3.19, again in the Amplified Bible, and if you don't have the Amplified, you know it's up on the screen there for you. But Acts 3.19, notice this, Acts 3.19, look at this, Acts 3.19 The word says, so repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean, that, now watch this, that times of what? Times of of what? Refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air. That's good, isn't it? may come from where? Where does that come? That refreshing come from? It comes from where? The presence of the Lord. Well, Jesus said where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the, in the midst. So we're gathered together here in the name of Jesus. His presence is here today. You understand that. His presence is here. And so what can we expect? You see, when you came to church today, that's a form of coming to Him, isn't it? You came to his house. He said, come to me. So you've come to him. You've come into his house. You've come into his presence. And when you do, what can you expect to happen? You can expect times of refreshing to come unto you. And he'll refresh your life. He'll refresh your soul. Notice what uh, the word says here in the Amplified, recovering from the effects of heat. Wow. I don't know how many of you had some heat this last week, and I don't mean physical heat. I'm just talking the heat of life. You know what I mean? The heat of life. Maybe something didn't go your way. Maybe maybe something really took a turn for the worse for you or something. I don't know. We all go through stuff. But we come to the house of God. 
and we can expect that refreshing. And what will happen is we can recover from the effects of the heat of the last week. And then he'll revive us with fresh air. Fresh air. How many of you like some fresh air? Have you ever had to take a step outside to get some fresh air? Well, we can come into the house of God and get some fresh air of the wind of the Spirit of God. Amen? And he'll, he'll just blow upon us and through us and refresh us. And, and, and we can be refreshed from the heat of the last week and get charged up and refreshed and ready to go for the next week. And I believe that God doesn't just want to refresh us at, at church, but if you look at the book of Lamentations, ooh, Lamentations. Can you think you can find that? Lamentations 3. Go to Lamentations chapter 3. See if you can, anybody find that? It, it's okay if, if, if you have to look at the table of contents. That's all right. We don't turn here very often. Uh, sometimes, you know, if I can't find something, I'll just kind of turn my Bible open and sit there and nobody ever knows if I'm there or not, you know. So that's all right. Don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> How many's ever done that besides me? You know, you couldn't find something. So you just kind of kind of pretend you did and just kind of smile and look real spiritual, you know, and nobody knows the difference. See, I had an advantage. I got to, I got to look it up before, before uh, you got here. What page is that on? 1239. 1239 in his Bible. What, huh? How many, 12 what? Anybody else have it on 1239? Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, look at this. Lamentations 3.22. Watch this. It is because, again, Amplified Bible, it is because of the Lord's mercy. It's because of the Lord's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed. <laughs> I'm so glad for His mercy and loving kindness. How about you? Are you glad for that? Because His tender compassions fail not. Now notice here in verse 23... They are new, or we could say that word new also mean it really means fresh. We could read it like this. They are fresh when? When? Every morning. What is fresh every morning? His mercy, His loving kindness. It's fresh every single morning. We need to be aware of that. I told my wife one time I was having a bad day. I said, you know, I'm just going to go to bed early and wake up. And when I wake up, his loving kindness and mercy will be fresh to me. Amen. 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 We need to know that, though. See, he wants to refresh us on that weekly basis as we come to church. But he also wants to refresh us every, every day. Every day when we get up. Actually, this really has something to do with sleep. The Bible says that God gives blessings to his beloved in sleep. You know, there's nothing, and you can read that in Psalm 127. He, he gives blessings to his beloved in sleep. And so, uh, you know, had a hard day, had a rough day, did all we know to do, handled the situations as best we could. How many of you know that sometimes that's all you can do is just the best you can? You know? And you go to bed, let him minister to you in sleep and you wake up the next day and the Bible says his loving kindness and his mercies are fresh every morning. 
So let's take advantage of that. I tell you, I'd like to challenge you from now on when you wake up in the morning, let's start waking up with the awareness that his loving kindness and mercies are new. When are they fresh and new? Every when? Every morning. Let's get up looking for those to be fresh. How about that? Will you agree with me that you'll start doing that? Let's start doing that. Instead of the first thing, because how many of you are like me when you wake up in the morning, a lot of times you wake up and all the problems of the day and the, you know, goes through your mind first thing. Well, rather than doing that, why don't we just wake up in the morning and just have this awareness that His mercy and loving kindness are fresh and new every morning. And let's start looking for those. What do you say? Amen. Amen. And, and then when you come to church, let's come to church with this awareness that He's going to refresh us. And his presence is going to be here. And we just take advantage of it. Praise God. We come to him. Say, come to him. Come to him. him. You know, come to him. Come to him and let the presence of God refresh you and revive you and and kind of do away with the heat from the last week, if you will, and the heat of the the problems of the last week and refresh you for this this new week that we have ahead of us. Amen? Amen? Now, I want to close this message by going two more openings. Let's go to the book of Philippians, chapter 4. And and something that goes right along with what we're talking about here, about Jesus being the great refresher. But you know, he's also the great burden carrier. The burden carrier. And, And this is vital to know this about his ministry because uh, it will help you stay refreshed. It'll help you stay refreshed. Because the one thing that that I found that burdens people down and beats them down and wears them out, tires them out more than anything else is worry. How many's ever worried besides me? Worry, anxiety. And I tell you what, that can stack up on you. That can load up on you. And it can just wear you down. It can wear you down mentally. And in the process of time, it can wear you down physically. I've already had it take me where I was just bouncing around. And then, you know, the problems and and the affairs of life get on you and and they start to weigh you down mentally. And then the next thing you know, it weighs you down physically and you can't hardly roll out of bed in the morning. Well, 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 if that happens, we're candidates for refreshment. We need some refreshment. You understand that? And we need to realize that that load that we carry, that Jesus, not only is he the refresher, but he's the load carrier. He's the burden carrier. Now, before we actually go to that scripture that shows that, I want you to look at Philippians 4, 6. Notice what the Bible tells us. This is God speaking to us. He says, do not fret. Or have any anxiety about about what? About anything. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything. Uh, We could say it like this. Do not worry about anything. Now, does anything mean anything? Now, it either does or it doesn't, does it? It does. Anything. So does that mean that there's one thing that you have that's exempted from, from this? No. Is there one thing that maybe God will give you permission to worry about because... Huh? No. Absolutely not. He said, do not fret or have anxiety. Don't worry about anything. Realize, say anything. anything. About anything. Don't worry, fret about anything. Now, this is not saying that we shouldn't plan... We should plan. 
We should be planners and all of that. But what it's saying is, it's not telling us that we shouldn't be planners and all that. It's saying that that in our affairs of life, we shouldn't have anxiety or worry about anything. Now, I have to be honest with you, because my wife's sitting right there. She knows. I haven't arrived yet on this. How many's arrived on this? Where you don't worry about anything. Well, everybody needs to hear this then besides me. He says, don't fret or have any anxiety about, about what? About anything. anything. About anything. Again, it doesn't mean that we should be lackadaisical people. We should be conscientious people. We should do all that we can, but we just shouldn't worry about stuff. I've learned this because I've worried. I've, 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 I have clocked hundreds of hours of worrying, and you know what? It hasn't done me one bit of good. How many worrying has ever, ever helped anything? Has it ever helped anything? It just makes you sick is all it does. It just makes the situation worse. And you know what? Almost everything I've ever worried about has never happened anyway. There's been a few things that I've worried about that happened. But, but we shouldn't fret or have anxiety about, ever, about anything. And then the Word says, go in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition... With, uh, Definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace, God's peace, and then I'll skip on down where it says, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now that's good to know. God's peace, His refreshing peace. You see, before we can get to that refreshing peace, we have to make the decision not to worry about anything. You can't get to the peace of God until you make a decision not to worry about anything. Now see, as long as you are going to worry, as long as I'm going to worry, then we can't get to the peace of God. But if we'll make a decision not to worry, not to be fretting, not to be anxiety-ridden about anything... Then and, and, and then the Bible says we can get to God's peace and it, will tra- it transcends all understanding. You know, there's just something about the peace of God. It garrisons and mounts guard over our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, notice here, somebody says, well, pastor, how do I not worry? How, how do I get to the peace of God? How do I not worry? We'll close in 1 Peter 5, 7. Let's go there. 1 Peter 5, 7. Notice this. 1 Peter 5, 7. Now, here's what you do. You know, we said a while ago, how do you take advantage of his, of his ministry as refresher? You come to him. You submit yourself to his guidance and leading. Now, how do you take advantage of this uh, 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 ministry that he has as load carrier, as, as burden carrier? Well, first you have to make a decision. I'm not going to worry about anything. But what do I do with this worry? What do I do with this heaviness of worry? What do I do with it? Here, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5, 7, here's what you do. Casting the whole of your care. Now, that tells you, see, a while ago, you have to come to him to get in on the refreshing. Now, how do you get get in on this load-carrying business where he's going to carry the load? It tells us right here, you have to do what? Casting, realize, say casting. That casting the whole of your care, your anxieties, see there it is, 
All? Now, now look, it says all your anxieties. Does that mean you can keep some of them? No. It says all of them. Right? Real loud, say all. all. Yeah, all of them. All your anxieties. All your what? Worries. All your concerns. So that all means all. All your anxieties. All your worries. All your concerns. And then I'd underline this next part. Once and for all. Once and for all. Now where are you supposed to cast them? You're supposed to cast them on Him. On Jesus. For He cares for you affectionately. And cares about you watchfully. But now watch this. Casting the whole of your care. All your anxieties. All your worries. All your concerns. Once and for all. On Him. Now that's something you have to do. You have to understand that that worry is yours. But Jesus has agreed to carry it for you. But you have to, it won't happen by accident. You have to do what? You have to cast it over on him. And, and he said you cast all of it. Not just some of it, but all of it. And then he says once and for all. Now here's where I've tripped up in the past. Have, have you ever played a ping pong match with this with the Lord? You know what ping, how many knows what ping pong is? I've done this more times than I can count. I've had burden, I've had worry, I've had care, anxiety. And so I read this scripture and then I cast it over on him. And then within, within I have to tell you, within seconds, I took it back. And then I cast it over on him again. And then within minutes, I take it back. Now, how many has ever done that besides me? How do you know you've taken it back? See, when you cast it over there, you're just so full of refresh. You're so refreshed and full of life. And then you walk away and then you don't even get three or four steps. And it's right back there in your mind. That worry, that anxiety, and then it, it burdens you down. And then you turn around and you go back over to the Lord and you cast it on him and you're refreshed and you're light. You know what I mean by that light, you know? And then you turn it, walk away, and there it is again. How many many's ever done that besides me? I'm talking to the right group of people here. I tell you guys, listen, for, for us to make it, we're going to have to cast this over on him, this worry, this care, this burden. We're gonna, the worry of what people think, we're going to have to carry all that over on the Lord, including me. I stand at the front of the list. My wife will tell you. We've got to cast that over on Him. We've got to leave it on Him. That's what He said do. He's more capable of carrying it than we are. Leave it on Him and then let's go our way refreshed. Amen. With the peace of God. And when the temptation comes up to take that worry back again, say, nope, nope, I've cast that over on Jesus. I did it once and for all. I'm leaving it over there on Him. Now I'm going to go on and enjoy my day. Praise God. Amen? Let's everybody stand. I'm going to pray. I'm just going to pray a congregational prayer. Did you get anything out of this today? I just want to pray a congregational prayer for you. Just, you know what I mean by con- Just I'm not going to have people come up front. I'm just going to pray for you. And, uh, and then, then I just want us to, 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 to cast our care that we have over on the Lord. Amen. Then we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father.
I didn't come unto me this morning. They came to your house. They came to you. They came seeking you. They came reaching out to you. And you said, come unto me, all 